Our business commentator, Paul Martin, joins me now to bring us up to speed on all things in the business world. And Paul, there's a new economic outlook for Canada showing very good signs for Saskatchewan and next door in Alberta, but that's not the story across the whole country, is it? Yeah, it's true. This one came out of Desjardins, the uh, Quebec-based uh, financial institution, and this is the time when we get updates from all of the uh, the major financial institutions on their outlook for various provincial and national economies. And uh, there's a trend emerging here. Uh, most uh, banks have Saskatchewan number one, Alberta number two. Desjardins has it uh, the other way around, Alberta one, Saskatchewan two, but basically tied. They're at three percent. So Alberta two point nine, we're two point eight percent growth this year. Uh, continued growth next year, where we'll be again the top of the pile. Uh, but you know, to compare it to the rest of the country, we're sitting at three uh, percent. Next best is like one and a half. So that'll show you just how far out in front Saskatchewan and Alberta is, and it's really driven by the oil industry is the is the differentiating factor here. Oil demand continues to uh, be there, and prices are actually starting to move up a little bit. And so uh, you know, you add the other commodities that we've got here with potash and and uh, uranium. They they notice uranium because uh, you know the big mines are starting to produce again, and demand is going up, and prices certainly are. So Saskatchewan sits pretty much top of the pack, and we're also uh, top of the pack in their view in terms of, uh, they said that we've got the strongest, uh, percentage-wise, international immigration of any province in the country. So they say that's really strong for an economy. As you add population, they you know that leads to housing, that leads to more retail activity, and so on. And it's, uh, Household formation is probably the biggest driver of economic growth, and we're leading that one on international immigration. So it's uh, Basically, you know, uh, a lot of uh, green flags for us on that one. That's really excellent news. Paul Martin, our business commentator, is with us on this Tuesday afternoon. But even as oil and gas prices boost Saskatchewan and Alberta's economies, Federal Minister Stephen Gibo is pushing back against some oil and gas subsidies. And interestingly, he's doing it in Quebec instead of out west. What's happening yeah. here, Paul? Yeah, you know, that was my take on it is that uh, the subliminal message in all of this, I mean, we know what Trudeau and uh, uh, Gibo as federal cabinet ministers and prime minister uh, feel about the oil industry. It's not they've been targeting it uh, for years. But I, I was taken by the fact that Gibo made this announcement, really targeting Western Canada, uh, but made it in Montreal. And you can't help but think that, you know, if you take a Laurentian view of this thing, that uh, Western Canada has been an ascension, first economically, now politically. We're seeing more seats added to the House of Commons next go-around. Alberta's gaining three. That gives Western Canada more clout in Parliament. And that obviously bothers those with a central Canadian or a Laurentian view of the country, that the West is supposed to serve the East, not the other way around. And if you extrapolate this a little and you say, let's take down the oil industry, suppose they're successful at that. That would leave Quebec as the major energy exporter in the country. And you can't help but think, is that really why the announcement was made in Montreal and not what you'd consider to be conventional communications wisdom? If you're going to attack a region or hammer it, you're going to go out to that region and face them directly. Instead, just stand up in Montreal, and maybe he was standing up for the audience he was really speaking to. That's a good point. Paul Martin, our business commentator, is with us. Before I let you go, Paul, 
Tourism Regina has been in the news quite a bit recently, uh, particularly with the, well, let, let's call it the ill-fated rebrand to Experience Regina. They had to walk that back. But this organization has gone through really no end of struggles over the years and hasn't really found its found its place yet. Is that right? Yeah, I would say that. It hasn't found its footing. And, and I, you go back 20 years, and uh, back in those days, I was chairing the Economic Development Board in Regina, and I remember... You know, Mayor and City Council saying to us, look, we write checks to economic development, to tourism, to the downtown association. Those all look like economic development to me. Roll them up. I want to make one check. Well, when we looked at it, the downtown didn't fit because it's a bid and it's got taxing powers. But the economic development tourism combo was one that that stuck. And we were basically told, roll those up together. And uh, it didn't work. Uh, very well. There was always resentment, and uh, eventually, tourism Regina kind of broke back out on its own, and and uh, you know it seemed to struggle to find its way at the hotels association, and they've got the money from the destination marketing fee. And there was conventions Regina was trying to attract convention stuff, and there was just you know no one was ever the dominant player, and then you got this current go around where uh, tourism was told to be rolled up into. Uh, real the exhibition association and that hasn't worked obviously but you know poor tourism regina has just never been able to find its footing or to become a significant uh, enough player in its own uh, as an industry association to kind of never to be impregnable uh, that it's always under attack and people questioning uh, its viability and i i suspect that probably doesn't help it get its job done good point well thanks so much for catching up with me this afternoon paul i really appreciate it Not at all. Take care. That's business commentator Paul Martin.